Welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire Podcast presented by FanDuel. It is Christmas week. It is Super Bowl and Fantasy week. It's the beginning of the NBA week. And I am not alone. I am joined as always by Jen Piacenti. Jen, how are you feeling about this week? Which is, it's like bittersweet in some ways, but the sweet is starting to overwhelm the bitter. I'm with you. I'm so excited. It's championship week for a lot of people. And if it's not championship week, you're probably getting new NBA. You're getting a great FanDuel opportunity this week. Lots of games, lots of Saturday games, Sunday games, and it's the holidays. And I know that a lot of us are doing our holidays via Zoom, but it's still the holidays and people are in a good mood. And yeah, I'm feeling good. It's a good week. So, and I got to thank a lot of you on Twitter. There has been, it's official, the Waiver Wire podcast, you and myself, we've officially had an outpouring of like, we're going to miss you guys when fantasy yes. football is over kind of tweets that touches our soul. Um, Can you also send them to um, Cousin Sal? Yes, Make at sure Cousin knows. Sal, uh, <laughs> Extra Points Podcast Network. Um and we, you know, we threw out our mailbag again, wondering like, mm-hmm. you know, because the reaction has been so good to the weekly mailbag since you came up with it a few weeks ago. Uh, today's reaction was like more hungry than ever, I feel like. Yeah. And I guess it's because it's it's Super Bowl week and everyone's taking this real seriously. It's a big week. And um, yeah, there's a lot at stake. We're just going to have a lot of fun today, Jerry. I, I can't believe how much content we're going to cram into this this hour podcast or less. I don't know how, how much we're going to go, but I'm telling you, we have so much, so much to talk about. And first of all, I need to start off by saying congratulations to you. You have made it to the championship in the Gotham gridiron district, defeating me. I mean, <laughs> come on, that's the number. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, a very tough league, your first ever auction league. And this is going to tie into one of our mailbag questions, which why don't we just start with that right now? We'll sprinkle them in throughout the show. What is the one thing you've learned, the biggest thing you've learned from being in an auction league, some kind of advice you can give people going forward? Because, hey, here you are in the Super Bowl, your first time out. And uh, we're all rooting for you. So I've learned a lot and I really don't know how to go back to snake drafts after this. Um, One lesson for sure, and this is relevant to auction and snake draft, a little less in keeper leagues because keeper leagues kind of change this format. But my overwhelming philosophy coming out of this was you really only need one running back. I, 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 that's just what I believe. I know some people take the philosophy of no, no, like I'm going to get my two running backs and not worry about it the rest of the way. And then, yeah, you could stream a lot of receivers. I, it cost me almost last week. I, I streamed Valdez Scantling and I mean, he got me a zero. I much more would rather have, whether you're in a two wide receiver league or a three, I have Diggs, Evans and Allen. And it got me to the Super Bowl. And what a relief it's been. I have not had to do anything when it comes to wide receiver other than plug and play on my bye weeks. Nothing. Those guys started the entire year. Never benched, never moved. Only when they were on bye week, my wide receiver lineup never budged. Particularly in PPR, I think that strategy even more so. Um, Obviously, if you're not doing PPR in a throwing league, I feel bad for you. That's like... It's almost like you're out of touch with the modern NFL because that's where it's at. But that's one thing for sure. And um, yeah, I don't even think that bidding set, like I bid $80 on Zeke Elliott and I was relieved last week when he didn't play. And Tony Pollard absolutely carried me. That last run he broke is why I'm in the Super Bowl. So I think what I hear you saying is that you do want to get like your floor players if you can, but what you need to be excited about is the fact that you can get those later players for value that are actually going to carry you because Tony Pollard, when it came down to it, the dollar you spent on him or whatever you spent, which is probably, you may have even gotten him off the wire for nothing. I I think it was for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. um, Could end up being just as valuable. So you have to make sure that you have, you know, you take bigger risk or you take more shots later, but you leave 
budget for that and you get those guys that can help you down the stretch and don't maybe overspend for studs. Yeah. You know, also really, really rank your studs. Now this year it's hard to say, right? Because arguably mm -hmm. the number one and number two running backs, think about the top three running backs right. all across the all board out. and auction. Yep. C-Mac out, Barkley out, Zeke Elliott, disappointing year for a multitude of reasons. So, and then I even remember we saw people bidding on Clyde Edwards Alaire. Like he uh -huh. went for $78. I guess what I'm saying is if you're gonna do the high bid and chase down your guy and it's gonna be a running back and you're gonna spend that $70 to $80, it has to be on someone who has proven to be a stud. All the people who reached on on running backs and auction, I don't. I don't think they got their money's worth, you know. Miles and Sanders, probably not. Miles Sanders, even Josh Jacobs, I'd probably even Josh not. Even you could say almost, not quite. He was worth it, but we couldn't predict what happened with Drew Brees. But even Kamara, he was worth mm -hmm. it. I'm not trying to say he wasn't, but it was close. The last few weeks have been rough if you're a Kamara uh I think you're player. also arguing for a handcuff if you can get it. Like, if you can spend two or three extra dollars, like, I, I happen to get lucky with Dalvin Cook. He was healthy pretty much right. the whole season except one game. Worth but every I did penny. Get, yeah, worth every penny. He happened to be the one, but I did get Alexander Madison, and I felt a lot more calm and cool about it because I knew I could plug Alexander Madison in there. I also got Latavius Murray in a few leagues um, in case Kamara went down. So I think it is important to know who the backup running backs are too and save a few dollars at the end for that uh, when people are out of money. And that Latavius Murray touchdown last week is also <laughs> why I'm going to the Super Bowl because it just came at the perfect time. They were marching. It's like, oh, Kamara, I was playing Kamara. I'm like, he's going to get something. And it just negated Kamara's words. Here's really what I'm getting at, what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you're going to spend your money on a star and spend 70, 80 bucks. You better be sure you can't look injuries or whatever, but like C-Mac for sure. Barkley, when he was even healthy, because the Giants were so bad, was looking to be already through two games disappointing. What I'm getting at is go spend it on Travis Kelsey. Go spend it on Darren Waller. Go make sure so you're buying a player in a position that like you are so far outranking everybody else. Right. Positional scarcity, yep. um, which is something that's really important. And you're right. Like we found now people didn't trust Waller. I have Waller in my high stakes league and in Scott Fishbowl. Guess what? Those are the two leagues I made it to the championship in because he did. He was so far above and you have Kelsey in the league. You're in the championship. in. so all three of our teams said that if you got the elite wide receiver, because there's such a drop off, um, from the, and in theory, that's what we thought would happen with running backs too, but it it did not pan out that way. No, at all. but I think Josh because Jacobs you can plug went. And play a running back easier. I, I think Josh Jacobs went in our league for sixty eight dollars, and I got Kelsey for like thirty five. So right, almost right. So double you got advantage. And yeah, I got a Game guy theory. who's like number two in receptions and in yards. So but that's what I I've, have to say. You also made good buys because you took people like Keenan Allen and Stefan Diggs that people weren't as high on. They weren't ranked as high. So I think there's also something about doing your research. And if you really believe in a guy, and I, when I looked at my Scott Fishbowl roster, the people that really won it for me were not my early picks. Mm -hmm. They were my middle to late picks, my Justin Herbert, my Robbie Anderson, my Corey Davis, my Brandon Ayuk. Those are the guys. So you've got to know who those guys are, your middle and late guys, and take a lot of good shots there with a ton of ups side and then try to get your floor in the beginning. Yeah, I I, I guess that's what I've learned. I, I am not going to be in a rush to be like, I got to go get my two running backs. I'm, I'm going to try to get one whenever mm -hmm. I can, as soon as possible. And then I would much rather put receivers on the field. It's all about targets. And I've always knew that, yeah. but really yeah. focused this year heavily on targets. I think you're right because I think there's been too much emphasis in the industry of like get those running backs. A lot of people believe you have to have them. And what this year has proved is that you can still win making it work, piecing it together, even without a running back. Get the most elite player, get the best value you can. Travis Kelsey was a huge value. Yeah, I'm marching into the finals with Wayne right. Gallman and Tony Pollard potentially <laughs> as my starting running backs. I mean, that's a little scary to say that out loud. And Jenna, I, I, I know we're doing mailbag stuff. I have some questions for you. Let's do them. Should we Come get on, right into it? Everybody probably has the same questions. That's the thing. Any question we answer, I feel like applies for a lot of people. So we're going to do mailbag questions. And then if you look, Let's I don't do expect it. you to ask me questions, but if you even just want to 
oh, air anything have, out. If you want to discuss air anything out. just to hear it out loud, I'm here mm -hmm. for you. But I don't expect you to to have any burning questions for me. Um, okay. First and foremost, what I, I know it's a wait and see with Zeke Elliott and it Pollard, is. but say, let's just say Zeke is gonna if Pollard, if Zeke's out, then it's like a no-brainer. And again, I don't root for injuries and people to be out, but boy, that would be a relief off my mind. But let's say Zeke is healthy-ish and playing through whatever he's playing through. What the hell do I do against Philadelphia, which would normally be a decent matchup? I think you still play Pollard here because wow. the injury of him re-injuring is right. high. Um, he hasn't been as efficient as Tony Pollard. Just like with the, the Eagles switching to Jalen Hurts and getting a new spark, Cowboys looked really good last week with Pollard at running back, getting a new spark. And I think you probably still go Pollard here unless you have some other option that's just so much better. I don't. I'm real thin as spoken. Okay, it segues perfect to my other situation. Now, I think I know the answer to this. And I just think I'm screwed with this because it's a bad matchup. I have Wayne Gallman. Mm -hmm. He's been must start for me since he got the job. Just telling you what I saw in that game. Now, there wasn't a whole lot to pick up from, from the Browns-Giants game. That was literally a, like watching a preseason game. I'm so happy that I didn't like have to like go sit through some kind of Browns Giants party with all my in-laws. Cause like, it was just a boring, there's nothing to even cheer about. Anyway, I liked the way Alfred Morris ran the ball better, way better than Gallman. Gallman looked slow. He looked tired. He wasn't hitting the hole. At Morris, he only had like five, six touches, but he was, he, he had like 30 yards. He was just kind of carving them up. I know I can't do it, but I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, I know well, it's a reach. I know what we should do. Let's go check out. I mean, doesn't Morris get the red zone targets? Morris gets the red zone. Uh, he had a big week like two, three weeks ago because he did steal those two touchdowns. But Gallman also had a big week too. Gallman had all the yards against Seattle. Morris had the two TDs. I, I'm, I'm probably going to start Gallman because I don't have the courage. I'm just making a note that. Yeah. I like the way Morris is running the ball at this moment better than Wayne Gallman. And if it wasn't the finals, if it was a regular season game, I might, you know, take a risk and throw Morris out there. That's okay, number targets, one. Targets, Gallman has six to Morris's one. Let's look at carries, rushing attempts. Morris has four for one touchdown. Do, 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 do. And Gallman has 13. You got to go Gallman, I think. I, you know, I know. It, it is a tough matchup. But Baltimore hasn't been that good. I mean, we saw Cleveland run all over them. And then Baltimore run, Baltimore run back all over Cleveland. So I think you could be okay with Gallman. He's not someone I'm necessarily recommending. But in your case. Here's my only okay. other sleepy option right here. Okay. And it's only because Cam Akers is now ruled officially right. out. I still got Malcolm Brown floating. Yeah, now, I know Henderson's going to get the carries. Brown's mm -hmm. more of a third down, receiving back, maybe some goal line stuff. I, I Basically, what I'm getting at is I need two of these running backs, Gallman, Pollard, Elliott, Brown, Morris. I need two. It's Gallman and Pollard. Gallman and Pollard. Until, mm -hmm. uh, until otherwise notified. Until, right. Right. For me, as of Wednesday. Well. And by the way, a lot of things can change, guys. If you have questions for Jerry and I, Ask us on Saturday, ask us on Sunday. And if we can get back to you, we will because a lot changes between Wednesday and Sunday. Here's the other scary thing. Now my flex position, barring off those names. So if those are my starters. Then we got Malcolm Brown. I have Valdez Scantling who legitimately almost eliminated me from the playoffs because he put up a zero against a good That's matchup. He has another... Yeah what looks appears to be right. beautiful matchup, the over under in that Titans Packers game, the highest in of the last like month, 56 and a half. So they're predicting some points to be scored. And I have the semi reliable, but not hitting home runs, but a great matchup in Christian Kirk for okay, flex. So, what, so I so could go Malcolm again? Brown, MVS, Malcolm Brown, MVS, Christian Kirk, and Morris is floating, but that's too risky. 
I'm and Zeke. I mean, here. Zeke is sitting out there too. Don't forget, That's true. Zeke is you sitting out there. You could play Pollard and Zeke. Um, it's a tough one. I don't expect an answer today. That's a tough, that's a quagmire. As of right now, I'm going Kirk because of how freaking good Kyler Murray has looked the last week after not looking so good. And I think he's going to come out with swagger and San Francisco has been not looking good. Um, kind of falling apart. Uh, but yeah, this could change again. Okay. Well, I have another situation for you. Okay. <laughs> Do you know who's out there on our wire in the Gotham Gridiron District? Who? I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, Salvin Ahmed. Okay, you need to get Salvin Ahmed. I bid That's so the answer. I have $39 left. I you bid have the hammer. I bid 20. Right? Should Does I just bid all you? of it? Does he have any more money than you? Go look at his budget. Uh, okay. How do I? I got to figure out how to do that. That's probably in that uh, yeah, like leaderboard, right, or something. I think you have the hammer, so you just bid one dollar more than he has, and you're good. And that's the answer. Now it's always possible that Miles Gaskin plays. That's possible, but even if Miles plays, I still think Ahmed's going to get the bulk of the touches, and that matchup is juicy i'm trying to see i don't know how to look about uh, where how much money he has left i can look for you but do you think i just bid it all because i i only bid 20 of my 39 i mean you can is there anybody else you want well i left some money out there too because i do next would like to speak to you about <laughs> uh defense i have a 20 dollar bid in for Ahmed and um so I have I have the doll you know and I've been I've been so wrong on this all year long I, not all year long for the last six weeks I've been streaming the wrong defense I have the Dolphins defense against the Raiders and I'm guessing it's going to be Mariota right do we know we don't know we don't know Derek Carr's actually been practicing but it's probably going to be Mariota I have the Dolphins D and then we got Buffalo's defense is on the wire against New England, who looks like like New England literally has no reason to win. None. That's right. They're out. That's right. They're. I mean, and but you never know. Belichick. Who knows? But like, I, I, I don't <laughs> think about it like this too, right? Um, I just think that. Yeah, they have no reason to win. So I have $18 bid in for Buffalo. That's how I have my $38 spent. And you is that $39 worth... and you're against damage, right? Damage yes. Inc. Yes. So damage has six, no, $8. So I could get both. I should just bid yeah, on both, both and just do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll get both and then we'll have this conversation later. But just think about that. Dolphins D against uh, against the Raiders and then Buffalo D versus the Pats. So I'm leaning Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and I'm playing Buffalo in one of my leagues. So ah, maybe, okay. I'm, maybe I'm biased there. Um, so we're thinking about Miami, but Miami's so good. Right, they get, um, like, they have, like, that turnover streak yeah. going, you know, and you could pretty yeah. much count on Carr or I, Mariota should be good for a turnover. They're neck and neck for me. Right. I think both of them are really strong. But, okay, well, I'm going to get those two, and we're going to talk again. I'm really trying to avoid having any players involved in this Friday game. <laughs> right. The whole Friday thing is going to, I know it's Christmas Day, so we won't even notice, but between... NFL being going on, you have a great slate of NBA games and guys out there, um, you know, as we sort of segue out of football and go into the playoffs, which will be fun. And we'll do a lot of fun yeah. stuff in the playoffs. I am going to hit you guys with some NBA stuff every now and then. I am an NBA nerd. I mean, the Knicks are playing tonight and I have like a countdown. I haven't I seen the Knicks it. play since late February. And most See, and I... I'm not educated on the NBA. I'm totally an MLB girl. We get to baseball and I, I've got all your props, but I'm just going to take your props and I'm going to, I'm going to try it. I'm in two fantasy place. basketball leagues this year. One is uh, hosted by Baron Davis, uh, who already has tweeted that I drafted all his guys. And they were like, from what I heard, I wasn't in the zoom when they were drafting, but a buddy of mine who was in there said every pick you made all like the, and there's like real NBA people are like, like, wow, Ferrara knows what he's doing. I'm like, well, I've been, I've been talking about Hello? the NBA. Come on, let's go. 
So I'm going to hit you guys with some NBA stuff. It was rough seeing LeBron on like a minutes restriction night one. It was weird. Like he like yeah. left the game. The game was still competitive. So we will we will have some fun with that. And we do have the Tournament of Champions is starting. I have a spot now, okay? And it was like a charity spot. My I did not earn my spot. I, I don't know how I feel about the way, but everyone wants me to compete in this. They say it's yeah, my you're the celebrity. I, that I came up with beat. it. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about my lineup and that because I really only have one goal. Obviously, I want to win. I just want to make sure more more than winning, I want to make sure cousin Sal does not win. <laughs> so when we go okay. through my lineup. Try to think how he would think. Think how we could maybe negate some of his picks. I just, I, I want to make sure he doesn't of, win. I kind of have an idea of how he thinks, so. Oh, God. You really think Solomon Aquit is like, if I get him, that's like, that's my flex. I really do. I really do. I really do. Las Vegas is so beatable on the ground. Let me look up the stats really quick. They have given up the fourth most points to opposing running backs. And did you see how good Ahmed looked last week? Uh, he looked the best he's looked all season. He showed up fresh legs. The only thing is if Gaskin comes back from the COVID list, are right. they going to split? But this is like the mm -hmm. most yards Miami's put up on the ground. Like he has shown that he may be the best back in Miami. And I think they want to, this is a big game. Both teams are going to want to win it. Uh, I think Ahmed is the play. I think there's a lot of upside with Ahmed. All right. We're going for it. All right. Um, we don't have all the props up yet going into the uh, the weekend, but I've been tracking, as you know, coach of the year, MVP, rookie of the year, all that stuff. I even did a little deep dive and came up with some conference championship things. Tell me what you think about this. First of all, remember our boy, Mike Tomlin, coach of the year? Mm -hmm. He's now plus a thousand. Mm -hmm. Went from like minus 200 to plus a thousand. Andy Reid... Did not move as much as I thought he would. I I still think that Andy Reid is a great bet. He's now plus a thousand. Mm -hmm. He's only really you know dropped from plus fourteen hundred. Do you know who the favorite is for Coach of the Year according to Fanduel Sports? Got to be Kevin Stefanski. Kevin point. Stefanski plus three hundred. I think yep. like three weeks ago he was plus twelve hundred or plus eleven hundred. Yeah. Ron Rivera. Number two that's, spot plus three fifty. Can't disagree with that. I think it's a little high, um, but I, it, it's been impressive. No one expected Washington to be this competitive, and I, he's been doing it with very little. I still say, and obviously you should have got Stefanski at plus a thousand, like I had suggested. I still say Andy Reid at plus a thousand is worth the sprinkle. I mean, at plus a thousand, he goes fifteen and one, and you know the Browns still. I mean, the Browns play the Jets this week, so you they know should be fine. they should be eleven and uh, eleven and four, and then they got the Steeler matchup, which now, depending on what the Steelers do, that could potentially be for first place. Yeah, it's a big game. So, and anything can happen if, if if the Browns run the table, go two and zero, oh, and steal that division. It's got to be Stefanski. But on the flip side, if they limp in, they go one and one, they don't win the division, they get their four seed locked up or whatever, five seed locked up. How do you not say Andy Reid's not coach of the year at 15 and one? Yeah, I think you're probably right. He's going to get mean, penalized for having the best player in the league. Like, that's not he fair. Might, yeah, I mean, he is. He's definitely working at a disadvantage in that way. But in the end, if they end up winning it all, you're right. I don't know that there'll be a debate. Uh, nothing's really changed with rookie of the year. And Everything we were saying, like Herbert's got it in the bag. It's pretty much done. Now James Robinson oh God, may not James even play. Herbert, I'm sorry. I <laughs> Two of your I favorite rookies. My buddy Robinson, I put them together. First of all, James Robinson snubbed not getting named to the Pro Bowl. Um, yes. But second, um, Justin Herbert has now set a rookie record throwing for over 300 yards in seven games. And this week, He's tied right now with Baker Mayfield for the most ever rookie touchdowns at 27. So this weekend, he's going to try to beat that. Your Keenan Allen shares if, they, if Keenan Allen is healthy. I, I, oh, yeah. yeah. Haven't even discussed no. that. I am just hoping that whatever it was that was bothering Keenan Allen, he's good with now because he's very important to my team. But uh, look, I love it. These rookie records, though, take them with a grain of salt. Like the records that are being broke, it's a different game. Like the 27 touchdowns that Baker Mayfield threw up, that was believed to have been like a massive number 
because as we were segueing into like the passing flag football league that we sometimes have. So like Herbert breaking it, it's certainly a great accomplishment, but I'm not yeah, knocked but over by it. he's going to break it by a lot. And it wasn't that long ago Baker Mayfield did it. It's not like we're talking 10 years ago. No, it was four just years. a few years ago. Three, three. Four, it hasn't changed that much in three or four years. True. Well. Because Herbert's going to come out with what? Probably at least 30 passing touchdowns. <sighs> If Anthony Lynn keeps and his job. And he didn't start the whole season. How many games did Baker Mayfield start in his rookie season? He came in, if I remember, it might have been week two or three. Because I rem- I do so remember when he came in. Same. He came in at like in the second quarter, of course, against none other than the New York Jets and lit them up <sighs> and won the job from, guess who? Can you guess who he took the job from, I think, I believe? I, I think remember. it's Tyrod Taylor. Was it? I think so. I think it's Terod Taylor. So 2018 was his first season. That was not three or four years ago, Jerry. That was two years ago. Uh, right. He's in his third season, though. That's how I Okay. Well, I don't think they get, I think we can say that it's a respectable record to break. Let's, uh, he played in 14 games, though. Let me, let me hit you with this, okay? Okay. Conference champions, meaning the teams that are reaching the Super Bowl. Bucks plus six fifty. Is that not worth a sprinkle? I'm a minor sprinkle. I'm not talking about yeah. like, oh my god, that's the lock of the century. I just think that the, compared to, you know, the Packers and the Saints odds. Here's some I like even better. I think the Rams are throwing everybody off the scent with this Jets loss. Totally plus six hundred. I think that's the best value you're going to get on the Rams this point out. This point out. So I, I think I... that's sneaky good. I'm with you. And like, I think it's actually interesting that Seattle is favored this week. I actually don't think so. I think the Rams own Seattle. I think they own Russell Wilson. I think that Sean McVay is going to come in with a serious, serious game plan this week to beat Seattle. They've already beat them once this season. I think they've beat them at least the last two matchups in a row. I think the Rams win this weekend. Can you wrap your head around the Browns at plus 1700 or is that dead money? Now they have to go past the Chiefs. To reach the Super Bowl. Think about it. it. Potentially could steal the division. Payout? With that kind of a payout. 1700 Could be worth Team's going to probably be 11 and four after this week with a showdown against Pittsburgh. They win that one. They go 12 and four and they potentially could have the three seed or the two seed. And then you got to go through Cleveland where it's going to be awful weather and they mm-hmm. have two of the best like seven running backs in football. That's right. Yeah, it could fall their way. I don't have any problem at all with that. And I that, that one I actually I, I like the Rams and the like Browns the most. And then the the Bills at plus five hundred. I actually don't think that's a. I think that's that's too like. I think the Bills should be similar to like Rams, Bucks, like plus six, plus six fifty. Mm-hmm. So, but I just wanted to throw those out there. All getting to this little sneaky play, and these okay. are not big odds. I'm about to give you. Okay, I am not about to give you big odds. This is like. Call these little stocking stuffers. These are not your main presence. These are little stocking stuffers that I think you should take a look at. Okay? I was on the FanDuel Sportsbook looking at winners of uh, leader receiving yards. Who's going to be number one at the end of the season? Okay. Right now, the favorite, plus 110, DeAndre Hopkins. He's leading the league in receiving yards, so you love that, right? Number two odds... Diggs plus 170 right behind him. Kelsey plus 300. Hear me out. Hopkins the rest of the way. The Niners. Now, you might think that's a good matchup. The Niners, at least every time I've had a good receiver, whether it was Cooper Cup, Christian Kurt, whoever going up against, the Niners have shut down the number one receiver on a lot of teams this year. Not trying to say it's a tough matchup. I don't love that matchup for Hopkins. Then they got the Rams and Jalen Ramsey. The final week. So he only is, he's he's up 10 yards on Diggs and he's only up, uh, he's up even less than that on Kelsey. He's up six yards on Kelsey. So we think about Travis Kelsey plus 300. He's got the Falcons and the Chargers finishing up. The only risk is that they don't play against the Chargers if they have everything wrapped up by then. Uh-huh. What do you think about Travis Kelsey plus 300? He's only trailing Hopkins by six yards to lead the league in yards. 
Well, the Kansas City Chiefs definitely have better matchups the rest of the way for receivers. I think that that's a really fun bet. Plus 300. What is Diggs again? Diggs is 170. So, and he has the Pats coming in and the See, Dolphins coming in. So, they I I actually think he might be the sneakier play, but the odds are not he nearly is the as good. play, but the odds aren't as good. I agree. I was like I actually like Diggs. Uh, because just as a team, the Bills have passed for the second most yards in the league as opposed to the Cardinals, who are like middle of the pack because they run a little more with Kyler. So I feel like Diggs and that the target share, we've just seen the ridiculous target share that Diggs gets. So I really like Diggs. But as far as your payouts and the schedule, it's, it is Kelsey. Those two things add together to be the bet to make. And I'll leave you with this before we segue into some FanDuel lineup and finish out the mailbag. This is just like you want to put a very, this is flyer, shot in the dark. This is a lotto ticket play that I think is worth whatever, a dollar in a dream. <laughs> Tyreek Hill mm -hmm. is plus 2,500. He is 112 yards, 113 behind. yards behind D Hop, which means he's then he's about 100 yards behind Diggs and Kelsey. Again, the Falcons coming in mm -hmm. and the Chargers. Hopkins has a tough matchup. Is there a world where Tyree yes. Kill could make up 100 yards? That's the, that, is, that's the bet. There is a world. What was that week where Tyree Kill put up like 56 fantasy points? There is a world where that can happen. Please don't let it happen this week. I need <laughs> Tyree Kill to not go off this week. There's absolutely a world where that can happen. If you want to, you know, and again, to me, for like when you're making these bets, it's, you know, sometimes you want to build your bankroll and make a lot of safe bets, but this is a situation where like it, it, you could make a lot of money on a fairly good shot. I, I prefer to take the ones where you get like the plus 300 plus 400 plus 500, because I think you put a little on. Christmas stocking on digs, a little Christmas stocking on Kelsey, and like then you it. put a little bit of a lottery ticket value on Hill. And you just you're basically shorting Hopkins in those two matchups. Yeah. That's and the way I, that's, I look at it. That's reasonable. I just need Hopkins to have a good week this week and then <laughs> after that, please. I I actually just looked at and again, I know we don't have a lot of props and stuff out there, but I did look at a couple of props for the Christmas Day game. I wanted to run them by you and see what you think. None of them do I love love, but I thought they were interesting and I thought they might be worth talking about. One is. Alvin Kamara, okay, mm -hmm. tell me how you think about this. Over rushing and receiving yards combined, 108.5. What do you think about that? We know we got Drew Brees, and we which had, is no, good. we don't have Michael Thomas. We don't have Michael Thomas, which in a weird way, you think that I could argue both sides of that. Like certainly you would say that, oh, well, Kamara becomes their most valuable receiver. But then you also think they could focus more on Kamara. 108 flat or 100? 108 and a half, and that's including rushing and receiving. I think you got to take the over there. I mean, I the too. Vikings are are playing for something, but the Vikings are not secondary locking anyone down. Their run game is run defense is weak. It's plus 128. Um, that's a I nice. That's, I like that. That's a nice Christmas that's, stocking. That's definitely no, that might even deal. be under the tree. That one that's might be thinking. wrapped and under the tree. That's what I was thinking. I'm willing to do that one. Uh, not a lot of juice. It's fine. Um, okay, here's another one. I want to know what you think. Jared Cook, anytime touchdown, plus 190. I love that one. Uh, Jared Cook's value took a massive hit when uh, Hill, when Taysom Hill was quarterback. It just just did. I mean, he, and he still managed to even catch a touchdown or two with Taysom Hill. I think with Breeze there. Jared Cook is pretty much, and with no Michael Thomas, I think he becomes almost mm -hmm. their number one red zone target, right? That's what I'm thinking too. Five targets last week. He's had two touchdowns in the last three weeks. I think I you could wrap that one up and put it under the tree too, Jen. One. I yeah, wrap that okay. one up, put a little bow on it, put from Jenny Claus and throw <laughs> it under the tree. So we like those two. We'll Love. keep an eye on them. Love. Um, now I'm going to get, uh, let's go two on the Minnesota side. Let's see if you like these. Okay. Our boy, it looks like Kyle Rudolph didn't practice again. <sighs> and I love Kyle Rudolph, but our boy, I Irv. I do too. Irv, plus 320 for an anytime touchdown. What do you think? It's a little further. It's a little further. A little more of a risk. A little more touchdown or bust. But he is, you know. I like it. I don't play. know if that one's wrapped love under it. the tree. I agree. 
Here's the one I think is wrapped under the tree. I think that one's in the stocking. I think that's a stocking stuffer. Irv Smith, you. anytime touchdown. Because those two other you, guys and Dalvin Cook could doubt. But I totally. I like it with no Rudolph. Yes. Oh, wait if a minute. Rudolph plays. No Rudolph. <gasps> Rudolph. Is that a sign? No Rudolph. He's Rudolph. He's going to guide times. them through. I Rudolph. love it. Wrap it. Put it under the tree. All right. All right, I look for stuff like that. Christmas. I look sign. You built that. No, Rudolph. Someone has to lead them. You built that prop (laughs) off of a. You didn't even know you did it off of a Christmas metaphor. Oh, I'm going big on this one. I'm going big on Irv Smith, who I love anyway. Let's go. He's gonna lead us to a championship (laughs) here. He's gonna lead us to a bankroll. All right. Um. All right. Adam Thielen. He is. The, I believe, I have to check if he still leads uh, in touchdown receptions for receivers, but I believe he leads the league in red zone targets. Um, he is plus 145 for an anytime touchdown. I mean, that's all day. That actually, yeah, I love those odds. I actually think he's so good and they're going to have, again, the, that over under is 51 and a half. So they're calling right. for some points to be scored in New exactly. Orleans. I mean, I actually think that's great odds for him to get a touchdown. And the other thing we haven't talked about is New Orleans run defense is really stout. Now, don't get me wrong. Dalvin Cook is really good, and he can run on anyone, but they can't just use the run game here. They're going to have to attack through the air. Kirk Cousins passing touchdowns over one and a half. Is it minus 154? You can't really make any money on that, but I I think he's going to throw for at least two. I think the Thielen one is wrapped and under the tree, too. You know what that one is? The Thielen one, that's that's like the... It's like the little gift that's under the tree where you're like, oh, this could have went in the stocking, but it had so much more value that you wrapped it and you put it under the tree. It could have fit in the stocking. There's just too much. It's too valuable a gift. So we're going to wrap it and it's going to go under the tree. And by the way, gentlemen, ladies love those little wrapped valuable gifts. Yeah, you might be pulling earrings out. You might be pulling a bracelet out. You know, it doesn't go in the stocking. No. God, have I lost my mind with all the Christmas talk? Am I losing it? <laughs> you had cookies for breakfast again. Is any oh, listen? The surest bet in in America right now is still my over under three and a half Christmas cookies a day, <laughs> just shattering the over. The, the sharps have been pumping the over, and it's been hitting and paying out all Amazing. day. The only thing that's working against me is we're running low. <laughs> we're running low on Christmas cookies. My wife's hiding them. Uh, any more props? Should we take a quick no, break? I think that's enough on props. Props. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Waiver Wired is brought to you by FanDuel Fantasy. It seems like just yesterday that LA was popping bubbly in the NBA bubble. It's hard to believe that basketball is already back. This season, Charles Barkley has joined the FanDuel team. Jolly old St. Chuck is giving away over $30 million in gifts to all FanDuel customers, such as free fantasy entries to all customers, free site credit, and risk-free bets. And Charles Barkley odds boosts. And that is not all. FanDuel is introducing snake draft contests for the NBA season with no salary cap and a max of 12 players per contest. Snake draft, exclusive to FanDuel, by the way, is the simplest way to try NBA daily fantasy. Jen, why, what are you looking forward to with snake drafts in the NBA? I mean, it's been so much fun with the NFL. Why wouldn't you do this? It's You get to draft live with friends like a traditional seasonal league, but it's only for one contest. Plus, there are price points for everyone. You can play for as little as $1. Listen, Christmas is coming and Christmas Day games are coming, and that's a great time to try. Draft live just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. And now get an instant bonus up to $500 on your first deposit. Just go to fanduel.com slash wired to sign up deposit and draft now that's fanduel.com slash waiver wired and jerry now let's get back to the show all right we're back it's time the week 16 tournament of champions i feel guilty saying it i am i am in the tournament of champions while not myself being a champion we have one goal and one goal only and that is to really make sure cousin sal does not walk away with the season (laughs) one championship belt uh jen i made a team okay. i made a team for the waiver wired league let's hear it it's terrible but I it's a starting it. point okay and i need your help it's a work in progress this is like a if i'm writing a screenplay this is the rough draft that you don't really want to send anyone but i'm sending it out because i need i need you're the script doctor okay all right perfect here was my goal with this team 
I believe that this very well might potentially be the last time we see the Chiefs starters. And I know that might negate some of the Kelsey and Hill props we discussed. Can't really predict. This lineup is kind of hedged against that. So I built the lineup. Go ahead. You have something? I already feel like no, you have No, it something. just made me think. I had a thought. I just want to say we are treating this week on this pod like this is the championship week, but we do understand that some of you still have week 17 championships. A, you need to talk to your commission about that because it's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Too many starters. And B, we'll still be here to help you. So we're going to help you through that week 17 by trying to help figure out who will start and sit and give you give you help there. So that should be gone. Don't get don't get it my old ass gone, started. But if you're in that situation and you need help, then then we're we're still here for you. That's go where ahead. like I'll go I, every week. I always have the thing I yell at the clouds about, like old yeah. man. Like don't even get me yeah. started yelling about <laughs> that one. Last week it was it was streaming defenses, and now it'll be that. Uh, yeah, because I do believe there's a chance that you know the Chiefs do win and it's impressive, and the Steelers lose, and it's already settled. They and they pretty much already have the one seed. I I, I think it would. It'd have to be a total collapse for them not to get it. I built the lineup around Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Everything I I, no I think I'm liking. With this well, there is a there, there's a problem. Okay. Houston, or should I say Kansas City? There's a problem because <laughs> in order to afford the most expensive quarterback, tight end, and receiver in oh, Fanduel, this is where it gets fun. I'm excited. We, we go. gotta do some stuff. Okay. Dumpster diving. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So again, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, most expensive players at their position by far, by okay. a lot. Okay. Where I make some of that up is with Darrell Henderson Jr., who is now starting in place of I Cam like Akers and is $5,600. So I make I like a it. good amount of that up there. You are going to hate this one, but this is how I make most of it back. And it piggybacks off of what I said earlier. And this is maybe where you could help me. I have the butler, Alfred Morris, starting at $4,700 against the okay. Ravens. That's that's scary, okay. and I might need help. But I don't have a dollar to spare, Jen. This is like I stretched the okay. budget for all it's worth, okay? All right. So those are my running backs. How much is he? $4,700? $4,700. I think, okay. uh, I don't think I have any. Oh, no, I do have actually, I'm sorry. I have 400 in salary left over. I can go up to 5,100 to replace Alfred Morris. I've got an idea. Okay, okay so ahead. table that. So mm -hmm. Henderson, Morris. Now we get into the rest of my receivers. Uh, my guy, again, we talk about targets. I was able to afford Terry McLaurin against the Panthers for 7,100. I think it's Haskins, Smith, whoever, like and these games are valuable now, and we don't know about Gibson. I think he's slotted at 7,100 was the best I could find. Here's where I think I made some of it back, and I think I also got a guy who could maybe win it for me. CeeDee Lamb is still only $6,000. Oh. He's only 6000 I think he's like kind of emerged as Dalton's like favorite target. He's just scary, and I think I needed the guy who I can get for – that kind of money that could still maybe put up 25 for me. And I think Lamb fits that bill. He could put up 25, 30 points. So got that there. I mentioned I have Kelsey slotted in a tight end. Flex position, and this is another one that you could we could maybe figure out some swaps with Alfred Morris and Hines. I have Hines for $5,600 at flex. Jonathan Taylor has been a beast. Mm -hmm. So I think that really hurts the value. And... um. For sure here, you could totally criticize me. Um, I think of all the bargain basement defensive teams out there, this is the lowest one. And I think it brings the most value. Again, I have $400 to play with. So if you want to like jack it up to third, I got the Jets defense against the Browns. They are good against the run. They are really good against the run. The Browns are the best running team in football. I wonder if that weather is bad, which it very well might be. I'm not saying the Jets' defense is going to put up 25 points. I need them to put up like seven. I need that to be okay. like a low-scoring, sleepy yeah. game like the Giants-Browns game was. And, and that's possible. Um, but I know that's a reach, but I needed money. I needed All money. Right. 
So this is what I think we should do. I actually happen to have right here, I was, I was doing my research, a bunch of players that you can plug into all these spots for the same price. And let's talk about them and see if you like any okay. of them better. But the first one that sticks out to me is a lot of times when you're doing a game stack, you want to, if, if we really do believe there are this many points getting put up in the Kansas City game, then there have to be some points coming back. So I've got two guys on the Atlanta side I want you to think about. Oh, I, I thought you were going to maybe go, uh, who's the Chiefs running back? That might get some carries now that Alaire's out. Uh, Daryl, no, but behind it's one of like the William. I, oh, I, um, he's out Darryl there. Henderson? I just didn't want to no. have four mm -hmm. Chiefs on the same side. So, and okay. also, the Atlanta run defense is actually very good, which is okay. something people don't. What do you got on the Atlanta side? So on the Atlanta side, this week they officially announced that the lead back is going to be. Edo Smith. Really? They Jen. officially announced it. Now, of course, Brian Hill can be worked in there, but if we're just talking about goal line carries and they have to have some play action, they can't just pass completely. He's 5,000 on FanDuel. Ooh, I and think that Kansas City team can be run on. They can. So um, you think that's the Alfred Morris swap? I'm thinking maybe that's the Alfred Morris swap because he's the lead guy, whereas we think Wayne Gallman will be the lead guy, and it's an easier matchup, and we think there's more points going up. So I think that that's the Alfred Morris swap. I'm trying to now, find our boy. This could totally bust as well. I mean, Ito Smith, we're talking about two guys that are— What would you say? He was 6,000? 5,000. He's 5,000? He's 5, less 000. than Brian Hill? Yes. Oh, yeah, there he is. Okay, I have him slotted in. Now— that leaves zero room to mess with the D. I am officially out of money. Okay, well, let's hold on. Let's talk about okay. the Naheem Hines spot because there's a couple people there. How much is Naheem Hines? He's 5,600. Okay, so then Russell Gage is out because he's 5,800. Really like Russell Gage. But yep. He's out for the budget. So uh, there's two other people. Oh, this one's 55. Darn. Okay, 55 won't work. Um, no, 55 works. 55 works? All right. Yeah. Let me, let and me it, ain't, it earns one. me a hundred back. I'm going to pitch you a $5,500 receiver and then I'm going to pitch you 54. Okay. I'm so going to give you two pitches. I'm going to lean back in my chair. Like I like, like I'm being pitched a, so a product. I pitches. love it. Yeah. All right. Everybody is in on Jalen hurts this week, right? Yes. Everybody's so sure Jalen hurts is going to run all over Dallas. Well, Greg Ward has seen five targets over each of the last three games. So Ward plays in the slot. Now, the, the downside of Jalen Hurts is he's been throwing, but he hasn't been completing. Well, it's like 56%. But he has been completing to Greg Ward. He's a slot receiver, which makes him an easier target. And he's had three red zone targets over the last three weeks. They're without Jalen Rager. And he's $5,500. Ooh, no Rager. Yeah. I'll, that's so confirmed. That's he's out. Uh, last I checked, it was confirmed. We can double confirm. I like, that. I do. I, all right. I like that. Cause okay, I do so worry about Hines with Taylor just being like a monster right now. Right. Okay. Now here's my second pitch might be even better. I know that it sounds like I'm a crazy Chicago bears fan and I am not, <laughs> I am not, but if you want to say, we're going to tell me Tariq Cohen's back. What no, are you no, going to no. tell me right now? Darnell Mooney. He's taken over the number two role from Miller. He's gotten into the end zone each of the last two games. Uh, by the way, Mitch Trubisky is completing 73.5% of his passes over the last three weeks. This week they faced Jacksonville. Okay. Jacksonville literally just said they're not even sure they're <laughs> starting Gardner Minshew. They want to lose. They yeah. want to tank. There's no reason why Chicago won't run and throw all over Jacksonville. Mooney's seen three red zone targets over the last two weeks. He's $5,400. <sighs> so they're, those are just my options. I'm not saying they're better than Naheem Hines. It's just that the no, Naheem's and the Bears up, need that game. And look, Indy needs need that it. game. And the Jacksonville Dags need to lose. <laughs> and you're saying he's 5,500? I'm saying he's 54. 54. So that, that earns me a little me, bit of money back, maybe for a defense. That earns me $200 back, which means that I could either go Jets defense against the Browns, Falcons defense against the Chiefs, which I would not Dick, do. No way. Or the Bengals defense against the Texans. I almost still like the Jets out of all that. I Baker's on fire. We know this. And That's unfortunately, I'm looking at the weather and for whatever freaking reason, it looks like it's going to be like 60 degrees in New York yeah, on Sunday. I'm not going to lie to you. And I, this is a total admission. I'm, I built a Baker lineup for them. Oh, Jen, you're so I know. You're evil. I'm so dirty. It's going to so be 40 dirty. degrees in New York, sunny skies. Like he's just going to, he's going to, yeah, the weather's not 
going to be a factor. I only picked the Jets because I thought maybe maybe it's going to be like one. Uh, uh, as long as they don't give you negative points, here's the thing. You're going to, in theory, get so many points from Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey that it's academic. Well, I guess like you only need a few points. If we leave the Jets in, I mean, talk me into the the Mooney over Hines thing. Do you do you do you really think now don't even let money be a factor because they're comparable. Hines at least like catches and could get a goal. I mean, he's not going to get many goal line carries because it's going to be Taylor, but Mooney, I yeah. think, gives you the upside of just having like a monster game, but that's well, not really the Bears' who do you offense. Trust more? Who do you trust more? The Pittsburgh defense or the Jacksonville defense? <laughs> right? I mean, as bad as Pittsburgh was, I can't imagine. You know that what, Jen? I'm slotting Mooney up. in right now, and here's why. Okay. You, whether you like it or not, and you could you could God. still be in denial about this because I feel like you were last week. There has been no bigger supporter of everything Chicago Bears this year so in fantasy disgusting. than you. I don't I don't care what you I you know, could self loathe all you want. You were on Trubisky before everyone else. You were on Montgomery begrudgingly. Trubisky again this week. Come on, Jacksonville. Come on. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like you're gonna you're gonna talk me into just building a Mitch Trubisky lineup. I think you've been right about the Bears all year, and the Bears need the game. They the need Bears, it. they're gonna play hard. Need they have everything to the play game. for. They are and they are somehow has still in the hunt. Everything to lose for. And Trubisky, it's not like he's gonna step on the brakes. He's he's rested, and he wants right. to prove that he wants to keep this job. So it's not like they get a big lead and they just like, oh, we'll let Mitch Trubisky rest and put in the back. Uh uh, Mitch Trubisky still has to keep proving himself. Such a good week for Alvin Allen Robinson too. Such a good week for Allen Robinson. Man, my Gotham Gridiron District would have smashed. I would have won this championship if I could have just got through. Last Here's week. why I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna roll with it because the magical thing about Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, who are better than the Jaguars, and we got off the Jaguars three weeks ago, saying they're no longer a viable fantasy competitor or friendly, like friendly player to have, right? And especially if Robinson is out. I will say, though, the Bears are the perfect team to go down 10 nothing in the first quarter versus the Jags and actually have to, like, still throw the ball <laughs> exactly. and, like, rally. They're, they'll win the game still probably by 10 points or more, but they're the perfect yeah. candidate to struggle at least throughout the first half. I mean, the only danger is that they just run on Jacksonville and David Montgomery does it all, but I just think they're going to go at it both ways, just like the Titans can right now. When you And, like, you know, Jacksonville ran all over and – did everything to do yeah. to I mean, no I have that uh, I have that yeah. I have him slotted in you won me over you did it you're those are my pitches all I right love it. so yeah I do have I one have. last question before we get into the mailbag okay I just want to be sure about one thing because okay. I was I was wrong about it last week although it didn't kill me I started Brady over Tannehill it didn't kill me although Tannehill had 11 more points than Brady and it I only won by 1.7 so that really would have been the thing Brady against the Lions, which is a beautiful matchup. As we saw, Ryan Tannehill, right? Isn't that who they played? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Tannehill against the Packers on an extremely high over-under, 56 and a half, one of the higher over-unders we've seen in a couple of weeks. They're both really, really strong starts, but I am going to go Brady here. And I have Evans, so it's the it's the Brady-Evans connection. Yeah, I am going to go right. Brady here. They're both very, very strong starts. <sighs> yeah, I just had to ask. I, I, I knew I was going to do that, no, too. No, I, had to I ask. would ask, too. I mean, like, that's... Uh, it, it, you, you just can't afford to make a mistake this week. And so you got to consider every little thing. I mean, I'm getting a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts or Aaron Rodgers. Jalen Hurts. Do they make like Justin a championship Herbert. belt in this Gotham Gridiron District or anything? Or do I get like a Do I get anything else besides yeah, you, cash? You get, you get a trophy of some sort. Is that true? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, I love trophies. <laughs> yeah. You get some. As a guy I, who I doesn't have exactly tons is, of them, but... I love trophies. Um, yeah. Should we reopen the mailbag and, f and send everybody off to Christmas with some, uh, you know, some arriving mail on time? I think we should. We'll do it quickly because I know we're up against the clock here. We let's do it. All right. Here we go. We do have a Wayne Gallman question. I can tell you that. Yeah, I saw some Gallman stuff. I saw a lot of similar questions. I think everyone who has questions has very similar questions. Yeah. Okay. 
So this is from our friend Kyle Rudy. He'd oh, like to know. My boy, you know I know Kyle Rudy. That's the Knicks gaming GM coach, uh, brilliant esports and 2K mind. Surprised he has a question for me. He's a really you smart guys guy. Should follow Kyle Rudy, is what it sounds for like sure. on Twitter. Um, it's at Let's Ball Up. All right, start one. Wayne Goleman, Malcolm Brown, or Salvin Ahmed. You know what I'm saying here. We talk. I mean, this is my exact <laughs> situation, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I, I have Gallman, Brown, mm -hmm. and bid it on. I don't know if you're saying it's, it right. I don't know if crazy. it's Ahmed or Ahmed. I've heard it Are pronounced both ways. Team? No, we're not. Um, I, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's done. It's Salvin for sure. I mean, that's what we've come up with on the show as yeah. of now. I think as long as Gaskin is out, it's Salvin. If Gaskin's back in, maybe it might make you tilt to Wayne Gallman, but right. I still really think Salvan Ahmed has the biggest upside here. You could get the biggest game, and that's what you need in a championship week. So. And Brown is too much of a streaming too much flyer of a risk. risk. Yeah. Too much of a risk. All right, Jerry, do you think the Giants should look at a quarterback in the next draft? No, I don't. Okay. Um, although I am fully aware of the issues with Danny Dimes. Um, I think he possesses the things that are harder to teach, which is uh, athleticism. You can't really teach athleticism. He has the arm. I think the things that he will have to work on primarily is protecting the ball. Even like some of the the throws that are inaccurate, which bother me, you know, third down throws, stuff like that. I do think that's fixable. Um, I, I He just has to work on ball security. He missed... I mean, he's about, I'm in three games now this year. Hasn't really been healthy. Has not had Saquon Barkley. I don't think the guys had a full fair shake with an offensive line now that's getting better and better each week, although you didn't see it against the Browns. I would much rather use the draft pick on a defensive player or another offense, offensive line player, and then maybe even second round go receiver or really look to acquire a number one we do need a uh, a force on the outside. I love Slayton. I love Ingram. Golden Tate's fine. We need we do need a CD Lamb type of Jerry Judy type. We need a young uh, receiver who could take the top off. But I, I no, I'm going I'm going defense or O line. I'm giving Danny Dimes a shot. And plus, at their number, you know they're gonna miss out on the top two quarterbacks anyway. And then you're just then you might as well take a quarterback in like the fourth round and groom him. I love it. Thank you for your question, George McDonald. This is from our friend Kevin. Kevin! Wants to pick two. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, Cole Beasley, Melvin Gordon, or Tony Pollard? Well, monitoring the Zeke situation. If Zeke's out, it's Pollard, in my opinion. If mm -hmm. Zeke Elliott, for whatever reason, they deem like, oh, you're not healthy enough, I think it's Pollard for sure. Love the matchup. Um... Melvin Gordon quietly has had like a, he hasn't had a good year, but he's been like fine. He's been solid. You know, he clearly showed that he's the better back. I love me some Cole Beasley. I think, me too. I think it goes Pollard if Zeke's out. If not, I say Beasley's the, the safer uh, play with more upside. What do you think? So I would say out of these, it's Beasley and Gordon for me. Uh, unless, as you said, Zeke is definitely out, then I might bump up. Pollard to make it Pollard and Gordon. Mm. Okay. Um, but man, I mean, this is, this is tough. The only reason why is I think that I'm looking at this, hold on. Where's the buff? When is the Buffalo game? That new England, it's possible that they, you know, are a little better defensively, um, you know, and, and focus on Cole Beasley as well, but they're also great. What a great thing to be. And I'm actually running out Jeff Wilson in one of my leagues this week. Because I know. I don't mean to ignore him. Out, I, yeah, I, I just but those nine the Niners just scare me. There's so many yeah. you just don't know. You don't know. Sometimes Kyle Shanahan sees yep. things and like it's gonna be like, oh, guess what? We're gonna, you know, Ayuk is gonna get eight carries on reverses and it works, <laughs> you know. You just never quite know. Okay, uh, this question is from Lloyd. If the New England Bills game has any fantasy value or is it just a trap game? Buffalo defense in particular. I like Buffalo defense. Um as Jerry said earlier, I'm not sure New England has a whole lot to win for. Uh, Buffalo does. Now, of course, you can run on Buffalo. So my biggest question about this game is, hey, if Damian Harris is out, do you start Sony Michelle? Can you trust Sony Michelle, uh, especially waiting for a Monday night game? Um, but I'm okay with the with the Bills defense. 
I am too. I mean, yeah, like y- y- we all know how much Bill Belichick hates fantasy and would love nothing more than the screw. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he's not, he doesn't care two seconds, but I'm just saying like, it makes me a little anxious knowing like, oh, but it's still Bill Belichick still involved in this game. But just when I look at the, the Patriots offense, I just don't see it. I, there's no one I'm afraid of right now. There's not one player I look at that I'm like, oh, well, right. this guy could go off Agreed. and give you a real heart. The the biggest fear is that if they get good field position, like Cam Newton in short yardage could kill you. Sure. That's your biggest fear? I, I I think it's, yeah, Buffalo is definitely not uh, shutting people down. Bruce Smith's not coming out of the locker room to suit up, you know, but uh, I definitely think that it's a little, it's safe, I think. I agree. All right. This is from one of our uh, favorite listeners, Johnny. Hey guys, with AJ Brown more than likely matched up with Alexander, do I start Davis over him? I'll also be starting Emmanuel Sanders. That's a strong start and probably Gage also a strong start in the flex. Or should I start both Titans? You're really good at this. You've been pretty spot on with the Titans receivers all year, particularly with Corey Davis. I, I always lean A.J. Brown regardless of matchup because I just think he he's just a little better. But, I mean, literally, Corey Davis has ruined yeah. my year several times this well, year. So, I don't know. I, I defer to you. That's a tough a, call. A lot of matchup charts that I've looked at actually say that uh, Jair Alexander will be matched up with Davis. Really? Which has me scared because I'm starting Corey Davis in two leagues and I need him to be awesome. I still think you go AJ Brown here. I think he's the more elite talent with more upside. Uh, but man, is it close. It's close. I'm rolling out Corey Davis. I love Corey Davis. And AJ Brown always seems to kind of have this injury thing going on yeah. too that, you know, I don't love. I think you're strong either way. I just don't see how you can sit AJ Brown. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's it's I it's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Should, uh, do you would you start both Titans though? Would you sit like Emmanuel Sanders or Gage? I'm not a big fan of starting both. two of anything on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if Julio's out, then I didn't for sure you start Gage. If Julio plays, maybe I would consider it again. That that over under in the mm-hmm. Titans Packers game is 56 and a half. You know, you do worry that of that 56 and a half, it could be 230 yards and three touchdowns for Derrick Henry. Yeah. But no, I I, I think that, and Tannehill looked great last week. Sometimes Tannehill doesn't always put it together two weeks in a row. I, I, I think that if Julio's playing, you could really consider maybe starting both Titans. But if Julio's out or really on a pitch count, then I think Russell Gage and one of the Titans is what I would do. Okay. I, I like that call. Um, Although I will have to say, I still like Gage. For, this is not pertaining to the situation. I still like Gage even if Julio's plays because Julio, right. he got the PRP shot. He's still maybe limited. And in yeah. addition to that, he just draws more coverage. Agreed. So I agree. I, I like him either way. Um, all right. Last question from, uh, again, one of our absolute favorite listeners, Steve, the one who actually punked me with the Baker Mayfield gift. <laughs> well played, yeah. Steve. Well played, well played. Steve. Uh, all right. He says, going back to the well, old man standard league, no acres means I need four, please. My God. How are you Jeez. Four uh, hold on. Let me get my, pe- uh, my pen yeah, and paper out. For real. We've got seven people and they're all awesome. Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Brandon Ayuk, Bobby Trees, Deontay Second Chance Johnson, Hollywood Higgins, and Tim Patrick. Well, Thielen and Ridley, I think for sure. I agree. Even if it doesn't work out, those are just your must-starts. So let's get that out of the way. So I think Ayuk kind of falls into that category as well. Yep. He really is what they have. So that's who I would go through third and then who are the remaining ones for the fourth this spot? is where it gets tricky robert woods deontay johnson hollywood higgins or tim patrick for two i th- i think i go robert woods i really got to expect a bounce back game by the rams and that's a big time matchup and seattle's Seattle. run defense has been good their pass defense is not so i go woods there I love Patrick. I just, the Broncos scare me. Like I'm still not over the Drew Locke game where he got like three points and threw four interceptions. Like I'm still not over that game. Uh, who's the other option besides Patrick? Deontay Johnson. I go Deontay Johnson. I think there's just way more upside. But and... are you going to go Deontay Johnson over Robert Woods? Oh no, you said four. we only need four. Right, so we, we got Calvin Thielen. Ridley, Adam Thielen, 
Ayuk, Ayuk and Robert Woods. Yep. That's why yeah. that's my four. I agree. And it's the order that he listed them to us. So I have a feeling that's the way he's leaning to. So Steve, we're with you. Uh, do love Deontay Johnson and love Hollywood Higgins. I love those. Tim Patrick. No, that's a no. Um, but yeah. Okay. We hit all the mailbag. Wow. Thank you guys. You're having fun. Yes. <laughs> this is a, this is a really fun week for sports. And obviously this is supposed to be a week about family and you know, celebration. And I know it's, it's a rough year and I hope everybody truly enjoys it as much as they can and stays as safe as they possibly can. Um, but yeah, you have an NFL game on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So enjoy that. And then you got some NBA kicking in. Uh, it's truly going to be a, a good week. And I hope, and you, Jen, and everyone involved with this podcast, I hope everybody has a as happy of a uh, Christmas as they can and a healthy one, more importantly. And uh, I've just had a blast with this one. So I'm just thankful. I haven't hit my end of the year, what am I thankful for part yet, but this podcast and all the new friends I've made, both with involved with the show and on social and stuff in this crazy fantasy season has truly been uh, a highlight for me in 2020. So same for me too. You guys are the best out there, the listeners interacting with us and sending us questions and letting us feel your pain and your joy with you. <clears throat> Thank you. Because when you guys win and you guys have success, it's even better than when we do. We talk about our teams, so we have something to talk about, but we're excited for you and your teams too, because fantasy sports is like, it's about the camaraderie, I think. I think that's when people don't play, they don't understand, but it's about that that season-long connection you have to the other people, and and it's been fun. It's a great way to enjoy things at home right now when things are shut down in 2020. But here's to a great 2021, and we're going to have some more episodes. We're not going anywhere. Yep, and um, I, I will close with this, okay? My, my big fantasy idea for 2021, as you know, I am running for commissionership in one of my leagues. I think Ferrara Piacenti or Piacenti Ferrara, however you want the ticket to read, I have no ego about it. <laughs> I think we should handle all grievances amongst commissioners and leagues on this show going forward next year. I like it. I think we and should I, settle I, I, all we'll bring you guys questions. On. I like yes. it. We can occasionally have you on. You can send our questions to us. I mean, I have so many ideas. We're going to be the forward. commissioners of all your leagues in 2021. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> and, and first off, no week 17 playoffs for the love of God. That's out. And we're getting uh, rid of D. This is how 2021 is going to go. No week 17, getting rid of streaming defenses. Kickers, you could hit the road. We're going to add another flex position. We're going to go IDP, individual defensive player. We're going to open up the waiver wire for the Thursday night game in case you get screwed and Keenan Allen's on the pitch count. All things we're going to fix. If you have a keeper league, we're going to have spreadsheets, keeping track of when they're eligible. And uh, for yeah. our Piacenti, this is a ticket everyone can get behind. Exactly. Let's go. Uh, Enjoy, Jen. Uh, don't forget to check your phone over the holiday because there'll be me texting you with lineup stuff. So please check your phone. Uh, Martin, Jim, Scott, everybody have a happy, healthy one. And take care.